It's improv. It's improv. It's always improv. Hello, we are here. We are live. Uh, you know, always almost there. HF Pod, great beyond. To boost tour recap. Very, very excited uh, to be back for the second one um, after another awesome show last night in uh, Lowell. Uh, we've got a few people who were there, a couple people who were not. We've got special guest Tamara uh, down there with Joey. Um, yeah, we've got we've got Danny Danny Rosewoods from AAT making um, a a rare appearance on a live. We're very happy uh, to have him today. Um, this is also the first time that uh, multiple always almost their hosts have been in a room together for a podcast. So a, a momentous occasion, uh, if you will, um, and stuff. very very exciting. Yeah. Um, before we get started quick word from our sponsor. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Averzio Wellness. Uh, Averzio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. With a wide range of health benefits, Averzio Mushrooms help you make the most out of the moment through the ancient healing properties in their highly potent fruiting bodies. The organic certified therapeutic potency and their planet positive refill system are two of the many standout reasons that Averzio is my choice supplement. Be clear, chill, balanced, energized, protected, focused, and calm in the moment with Averzio mushrooms. Use code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order and ships anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. Exciting stuff. Yes, mushrooms. So how's everyone doing today? Fantastic. Excellent. It's very loud here. I apologize. <laughs> there. For anyone... For anyone curious, uh, Tamara and Joey are currently in line uh, at Mohegan. They are, are uh, their boots on the ground at the venue. Um, RJ back there has got his co-hosts, um, his his wonderful children, who we are going to hear from hopefully uh, in a little bit because you know they also watched the show, so they've got to have You're some opinions. They've got to have some You're opinions. So um, you know. Also, yes, uh, you know, we'll mention this again later. And we're live. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, you cut out a little bit. Ryan starts. Do you want to get on? Oh, Dude, we got so many, a bunch of rail riders want to be on the podcast. Uh, that's that's for a second, right? Wi-Fi for you. Um, well, okay. We can start. We can, let's start talking about last night. Uh, you know, Goose Set opens with, this sick drive into echo combo. Um, I think from the get go, at least from my perspective, uh, where I was directly Trevor side, um, energy seemed way higher last night than in Portland, uh, just right off the bat, you know, it was cool having them jump right into like 17, 18 minute, uh, long jam off the bat, but it was really, really fantastic. Oh, hi. There's my family. Hey, there's family. <laughs> Say hi, storm family. Hey, Hello. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I agree. Having been in Portland um, on Wednesday and then watching last night from home, thought that um, yeah, energy at least coming out from from the get go was great. A drive is always a, a wonderful opener, proper spot for it. Um, yeah, and they sort of just jumped right in. I mean, got through the composed section and sort of jumped off uh, and landed in a wonderful space the last sort of five minutes I, I sort of have been calling it out kind of almost like a no quarter vibe um peter sort of was playing you know using uh 
sounded like Rose, but basically like Rose. I don't know if that was the the um the vibe that he was using during that section, Ryan. But um, yeah, just beautiful space, very sort of haunting and kind of let it breathe, which you don't get from an opener. So beautiful drip into echo too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I gotta say that that transition was was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That was definitely like a nice, really nice segue. Um, can I just say something just because we talked about this about the first show, the Portland show, about the the uh, turbulence and Atlas Dogs openers, and I'm I'm like a huge fan of that. And I I just want to say for the record, and I'm curious, Daniel and Joey and Ryan and Neil, what you guys think, but um, and tomorrow, of course. Sorry, I want to know what you guys think about that. I to me, Goose is like. Maybe this is going to be sacrilege to say, but like Uh-oh. Goose is like all about the songs to me. Like good songwriting, you're saying? Yeah, like and like them playing Turbulent. Like I think Turbulence is a great song. I know it's like an old, it's not a new song, but like it's it's yeah, great. It's the singing's great, the structure is great. Like it's a great song, and I just I love their songs. And I think, of course, I love like the 20 minute jams, but like to me, it's a it's what makes them different is these like awesome songs they're just really good at writing and they're really good at performing them and like you know first and foremost the singing but i'm not gonna argue with the team yeah something i noticed was i think atlas dogs was without the normal jam and echo of a rose was was without that like secondary jam too which like i guess you got 90 minutes it's an opening set you want to kind of get through the first couple songs but i mean drive was enough i mean we were on the rail like it based the lights were blinding us right from the get-go so like where night one was kind of a slow rise like constantly going up this was just heaters the entire time so it was, it was nice to see that dynamic hi greg greg What's up, greg you're awake ryan. greg ryan 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 hey everybody <laughs> how's it going <laughs> alive. um happy saturday y'all uh what did I miss? We're talking about the drive into Echo. Yeah, okay. You're here perfect. for some time. You're right yeah. to wow. talk about the opener. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Great. Cool. Where were yeah. you for the drive into the Echo? Good drive. Um, I, was, I was during drive kind of wading through um, the Velvet Sea that is the Mill City Lowell. Um, super rainy outside and there was a really long line. Um, but got inside for, uh, for echo kicking off. Um, I saw a tweet. I don't, I don't know who it was, but, um, saying that every show that starts with drive is a good show. I won't say that that's entirely true, but it is a good through line. Um, you know, but it was, uh, it was a really, really strong start. Um, of course, I think this is, this is what I was trying to, to get across on Wednesday is just, I think it was a completely different energy reacting to the music that was presented yes it was friday but also um you know i feel like the guys really came out um with a different level of comfort in an arena um and that really showed um and it was super cool uh but yeah that's all that's all i have for now um i'm interested to hear what you guys think we're we're, Um, we're happy you made it thank you thank you um and perhaps like you know I've, i was kind of just feeling like there was more energy in the room because there were so many more people 100%. uh like it was so packed in there yesterday and so that could have had something to do with it neil neil yeah i was like center field right in front of the 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 soundboard at that show and 
by the time SOS happened, I had like my elbows, like my hands, like under my chin, it was so tight. Yep. And I was tweeting about it last night. I mean, at first it looked like everybody came down from their seats and just kind of jumped onto the floor. But then as the set went on, all the seats filled up and the place was just, I mean, there were so many people in there. It was bananas. Yeah. A lot, lot of amazing energy out. though. And they, they, they really picked songs, I think, that played to that kind of energy last night. You know, after the Echo just firing up that Rockdale, you know, and Rockdale doing what it does best, which is like, I think it was around 12 minutes, but just builds to peak after peak after peak, you know. Amazing crowd was loving it as well and then sos i think you know maybe caught some people by surprise on just like how much it blew up towards the end you know especially some unsuspecting you know trey or fish fans who aren't as familiar but you know that ending you know euphoric jam section of dawn just absolutely killed last night but really really amazing song collection yeah i don't know if you guys talked about it on the night one stream but sos was on the set list for night one it wasn't it was skipped yep. so also on the set list for tonight i don't know if you guys like don't want spoilers but a cover by the band was on the set list last night that they skipped mm. i hope so you i hope you're not talking about the song that's not actually by the band but everyone thinks it is which is not no fair. No, no it's okay. not they that shouldn't song. do it okay okay no. right yeah please like please, the, like please. they shouldn't do it <laughs> is it yeah. the, the jammier the jammier band cover the, j- the good one, yeah. The good one. Not the, the one by cool. the, okay. not the one by the, you know, asshole from Jersey. There's one that's by the one of the greatest songwriters of the 20th century that people think is by the band, but it's RJ, not. RJ, I right. think you have that mistaken. Right. That's the asshole from Jersey I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's for another show. Uh, yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, someone asked me if you and I are the are the Trey and Rick of, of jam band podcasting, and I just want to know, <laughs> I just want to know what you think of that. Me too. I'm not saying it's true or false. I, I feel like that's a huge compliment, but you know, I, <laughs> it would be a huge compliment to me. I can I'm jump sorry. on board. I can jump on board that. <laughs> it's a diversion. I um, appreciate whoever whoever said that. Thank you. you that's guys, a hasty, that's a hasty take. I know it is. Ryan, forget that. By the way, that's um, gonna be right on every podcast from here uh, to the end of time. Can uh, I can I say something though, just about this watching this? Um, by the way, Jesse. Hey Jesse, um, love you, man. Can't wait to see you at a show. Um, so, <laughs> yes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like Greg. I don't know Greg and Joey like what your take is, but I feel like Rick has this like command of the stage this year that like you know you guys have been seeing them a lot longer than I have. But I feel like even in 2019, he was a little more not like reluctant to to shine or be the center. I just feel like he's like grown into this comfortable place of being like fully like <clears throat> when they're on stage not in the sit-ins but just during the goose sets like he's 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 really like become a powerful presence on stage like to the point where it's really like notable to me i don't know if you guys agree with that maybe it's always been that way to you guys but i'm just curious if you have a take on that so i do i think uh i'm picking up on the vibe that you're putting down i think a big part of it actually though is how much the band has improved like individually and also as a unit um so it's like i don't necessarily think it's him diving harder into a leadership role as much as like everybody's firing on all cylinders and it makes it a lot easier to approach whatever you're performing with a different type of confidence when you know that kind of everything's firing all around you um and 
you know, and in a certain type of way, I think it is still like, you know, it's, it's definitely discernible. Um, but, but, you know, part of it really, I think just has to do with all of them communicating so well. I, I, I think that's a very astute observation. <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we talk a lot about the band being precise and like, you know, on tonight. Yeah. It's all of them are performing at an extremely high level every night. And, you know, it's really been evident even just in their sets, you know, how much fun they're having on this tour, you know, big smiles all around. And especially when Trey's on stage, like, you know, I had a great view of, um, you know, Jeff facing towards where I was sitting last night. And during that Arcadia jam, he just like ear to ear grin on his face, just having the best time. Um, and so it, it's just, yeah, it's a joy to watch them play at such a high level. And also, you know, they're, they're possibly, you know, there, there are a lot of people who are coming to these shows for Goose. Like, you can tell by the volume of the Goose before and in between songs and whenever. But there are definitely also a large number of people who are were either skeptical or just hadn't ever listened to Goose who are being exposed to them for the first time. And so they're coming out there and, you know, last night's set, I think especially, kind of showed so many different sides of Goose's uh songbook you know you get like you get drive echo um rockdale for that like classic Vesudo. you know that that rockdale is like i feel like is the most matt campbelly song in the in the repertoire and i always think of like him singing it with Vesudo when goose does it um and then you know sos with that crazy ending and then silver rising i think was the perfect um you know slower quote-unquote song for last night you know even though it's still gets crazy at the end, but just, you know, really showing off that amazing songwriting and amazing playing. I just, I want other people to talk. I just want to tell you guys, I've said this on Twitter a bunch. I think Silver Rising is like top two or three Goose songs. Yeah. Singing, yeah. songwriting, the concept, it well, works so perfectly. The vocal harmonies, everything. Isn't it called Werewolf now? <laughs> isn't that a song about a werewolf? It's a song about a werewolf. Oh, I, I just think that's it. doing it so much injustice to say it's a song about a werewolf. It like a song it totally, about a werewolf. Yeah. You know, it's so much more than that. It is Greg, so that. Greg, what do you feel about that take? Um, so I, I think, I think that take is <laughs> like there's a through line, and that is that Vasudo played has played Drive, Echo, Rockdale, and SOS. Um, like those songs all were kind of like crafted in their infancy in the Basuto days um and one thing you know is and even turbulence you know are all of our favorite opener like the songs now i think are coming to fruition in a way where 10 years ago when Basuto was playing them um they weren't quite there yet like i think mm -hmm. the musicality um the experience on stage and so taking some time to revisit this stuff um with a fresh new look in an arena is probably super cool but also like i think they're starting to sound the way that the, the guys had originally envisioned if that makes sense yeah for sure it's and cool. like i think last night it really showed that goose you know we talked about this after goose miss you know would goose's sound translate to an arena and the way some of those songs hit last night it absolutely arena and it's it's funny greg when you say that all of these were written at shows with probably like 30 people at them right that's generous and yeah now they're playing them in front of what was it like six thousand last night yeah and yeah I mean, 
it, SOS was was built for the that kind of arena. Hundred percent. So well. Yeah, Rockdale as well. Like yeah, the, yeah those, those two tunes with the way you know they peak. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is this? I think also tonight is Goose's first show where they're in a venue this size. Like they've got people behind them. You know, I, I don't know if they've. Played oh, that's right. Behind the stage is open. With behind stage, they weren't in February. In February, it was it wasn't open. No. No, and they're playing to the ten thousand seat sold out Mohegan Sun tonight, which is nuts. You but, know, we're we're sort of witnessing this in real time, and I know you guys know Fish pretty well, like or as well as I do. But like, you know, Fish went through this this transition in '94, right? Yeah. Where they like start, they went from. But they were still playing a club, then a theater, then an amphitheater, then a club, you know, like, but eventually they were playing arena rock. And Trey has talked about this. I'm sure Rick and, and the band feels the same way. Like it's it's so much different to play for 50 people in a club than it is to play for 6000 people in an arena. It sounds obvious, but I just mean in terms of the song choices, the way you actually play the instruments, the effects, the sound. I mean, I think it's a harder transition than people give it credit for, but it seems like like Rockdale is an arena rock song, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, I I think their choices have been really good for these venues. Um, but it does seem like they're getting to this point where now they're on these bigger stages. And I don't know. I, I don't know how much they're thinking about that, but it does seem like a big, it's a big part of uh, kind of decision-making about how you play. Would you guys rather play a show in front of 50 people who know you the best on earth and can be, judgmental uh or six thousand people that you don't know at all well it's like do you have that competitive nature of like maybe these people aren't the biggest enemy but like i'm gonna get them by the end of this yeah so i don't know it depends it's like the challenge that's how trey was always it was like we're we're gonna get these people on board yeah. and if not they're coming along for the journey anyway it's interesting yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna piss in their ears and they're gonna <laughs> like it yeah, yeah. right no yeah what's the entertainment yeah. weekly <laughs> I think the I think the set list though as a whole like last night was just if you just top to bottom I sort of was raving about it I mean song choice yeah um, a little drive into echo had like certain different feels sort of given some different genres Rockdale a little more blues heavy I think that Trey and Rick have really sort of you know jumped on together the Wisteria Lane in particular had like sort of a Allman Brothers kind of guitar trading feel and yeah. Um, so I think that that was cool. And then, yeah, obviously silver SOS is just, yeah, like we said, an arena song. It's, it, it's giving a nice, that was a good taste of a lot of different big goose songs, obviously finishing with lane and Arcadia. Um, but silver rising is like a chance, like we were saying it is, I agree. It's a chance to shine. It's slow um, vocal harmonies. Rick really stands out and has a moment where he's singing to a room full of people, you know, yeah. I, he's 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 got the voice for it that's for sure he's got the looks for it as we know we'll talk about that a little later some people eyeing him up maybe but... <laughs> yeah, um, your, your 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 point about you know trey and rick just sounding so good together during that sit-in you know after last night i think i'm, I'm now looking for that in memory of elizabeth reed cover before the end I, seriously um, dude it literally it, it, i was listening trey and rick could just go and front the allman brothers now and dude so almonds j-rad covered elizabeth reed last night in philly so oh, wow. you know maybe that's happening joey go ahead yeah when uh 
Rick was playing with Graham for the Phil Esch session. I kept thinking back to y'all because they were doing this like overlapping trading solos that made it seem like they were trying to do that like Derek Warren thing. But I think, you know, it's difficult when it's the first time playing with somebody. So obviously there were some missteps, but there's sometimes they nailed it. That wisteria was like every, like just one of them did a little rip, the other one was right on top of it with the harmony. They kind of yeah. kept that theme throughout like the collaborative songs last night. Yeah. It kept falling back to those kind of, you know, those harmonies yeah, the way and that Allman Brothers sounding yeah. type thing. Yeah. It was so yeah. natural the way they, like, traded off and then, like, naturally kind of came together for certain things. It was like, it, like, brought tears to my eyes. I mean, it's easy for my eyes to tear up at a concert, but it was really, like, <laughs> and, just, and just seeing Rick kind of, like, smile and, like, you know, just be so much more animated and, and then watching the rest of the band watch Rick and Trey, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really, um, yeah, it was just, but yeah. yeah, that constant theme, like that Allman Brothers E. Um, I think both jams kind of at different points, like when Rick mm-hmm. sat in with, uh, am I losing? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. And then when, when <laughs> I'm so like present, like the least, I don't remember the set list unless I looked at it, but in both uh, collaborations, again, like that theme, and such different songs, but that theme kept kind of, yeah, there, there, there was communication where, is insane. There's one point where Peter yeah. wasn't even playing piano. He was just like tapping his knees, just having the best time. Yeah. <laughs> in the Arcadia stuff. jam, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw, I, I think it was Peter who kind of cued it for everybody else to drop out right before yeah. like that. Yeah. That was great. He, he, he kind of yeah. cued everyone and, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it was, uh, it was just cool. It was cool to see that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Trey's always Trey. We talked about this the other day, Ryan. But Trey loves playing with other guitarists, and yeah. I mean, he dropped into that Wisteria jam so fast, and it was yeah. so like almonds. It was that's all I was thinking the whole time. It's like it's the fucking Almond Brothers. This is so <laughs> great, but yeah. not in a way that like where Fish Jam sound like the Almond Brothers with Trey. Just you know, it's sort of Trey well, and Pain, yeah, you know. But um, pretty amazing jam. Yeah, I, I seems do... like oh, sorry, no, go around. No, you finished that thought I was going to. No, thanks. I was just going to say that it also, I mean, obviously most of all of you know, you know, Trey better than I do. But I'm just thinking back to like, you know, that Chicago, like the dead 50 thing. Trey was, um, I mean, I guess it's subjective, but I thought a lot more reserved and just like being Trey and like so respectful. And I almost wanted to be like, like play, come on, you know. And um, I mean, that was just my kind of perception. It It was so beautiful. But I think. It seems like Rick and Trey are really kind of respectfully and naturally just pushing each other and like, you know, go for it. And it seems like neither of them are really like they're not stepping on each other's toes, but neither of them are also holding back at all. And like, it's really kind of cool to see. Yeah, Neil. Yeah. You know, one thing that I, I think I've noticed over these last two shows that I think is like sonically different than what happened at Radio City is that Rick's tone and, and maybe this is just me, maybe it's in the boards, maybe it's in his rig, but his tone has beefed up to kind of match just how mm-hmm. like thick Trey's tone is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't really think of a better adjective for it than that. Um, but yeah, like I think at Radio City, he like Rick sounded like a little bit thin with Trey and it didn't sound nearly as good as it's sounding now, but their guitars sound so awesome together. Um, and like, that's not a thing that just naturally happens. Um, you know, it's maybe a massive coincidence. Maybe it's something Rick has thought about. But now when they're playing those twin lead things together, it, it just, you know, I don't want to do the it's peanut butter fine. and chocolate analogy. But <laughs> I mean, 
holy shit it, it really is it's, it's but the communication is just i mean the level of communication between them is just insane to watch i mean yeah, yeah. and I, I i just want to say one thing real quick i just watching the webcast if you watch the when when trey sits in with goose he's not ever looking at rick's hands he's not he's just staring at rick the whole yeah. time and it which is that's happened to me a couple of times, not on stage, but like in conversations with Trey. And when he stares at you, it's intense, you know, he's like, <laughs> he really is focusing on what's going on. But and then when when they sit in with Tab, they're sort of like watching what's happening musically. And I just think it's interesting because Trey's sort of like just running shit with his eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's clear that he's like just so locked in. It doesn't matter what notes or chords they're playing. He's just watching people's faces. And it's it's. It's intense, but like really fucking crazy to watch. Yeah. If, if before... I can quote uh, Bruce, yes, it's probably because Rick's jawline looks like he was chiseled from a limestone quarry. I understand Shame. eye contact is great, but I think the jaw is sending back some vibes that are really allowing them to harmonize on guitar. Do you think Trey is falling in love? <laughs> I mean... After you, Strange you hear Design, the way like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Strange Design definitely I'm working on like a press release. I, I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't seem like they were playing it for the audience. Like they were looking at each other. Right. I was yeah. just sitting there. The air. It. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so <laughs> insane." And I just want to put out into the universe because Neil reminded me. I want them like, please, just like maybe trade guitars for a song. That would be really cool. <laughs> like, huh? I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Rick's gotten a bit of Languedoc time at uh, Soundcheck. That's it. I want to see like how we would play yeah. it. I don't know. And also Trey playing Rick's guitar, how that would sound. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, it's also tone is tone is in the fingers. Um, so, you know, it would still sound very much like Trey and Rick. But yeah, I would love to see Rick playing uh, the Languedoc. Before we go to talk about the tab set. Can we have a brief interlude where we go to the, the children correspondence? Uh, they're behind RJ. Do we have, do we have any opinions about the goose set or the tab set? Anything about last night's show that want to be shared from any of them? Tell tell us, tell us what you thought about that concert we watched earlier today. Which one? The first one. Never the one. Remember when Trey was playing with that other guy? He's still writing up his recap. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that that was great. Now, now we, you know, did we a, talk about Wisteria? Segue. Wisteria or Arcadia? Oh, Almond Brothers, bro. Yeah. Arcadia. I mean, you know, that was a lot better than the Arcadia at Radio City. Yeah, yeah. it's what okay. Greg. Well, actually, all you guys who were there, like, or who were it was watching, better, I agree. Do you think that the improv has improved from night one to night two? I mean, can you can you see evolution in terms of how they're oh, playing, totally. or do you think it, Greg? Go totally, ahead. yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think it's just one probably just having a little bit more time to re rehearse because there is a lot less rehearsal than people think um, for this tour. But then also. You know, after night one, I think they just they have such a feel for the direction that they're going. And it's the jaw, like I said. Um, but like <laughs> really, really, it's, you know, over time. By show five, I can only imagine that that these bands will stay together forever. Yeah. Love is just not not separate. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think actually night one in, in terms of pure improv actually had the better jam in yep. that all I need. I think last night, 
at least for me, it felt like a lot of just guitar solos and kind of like this back and forth kind of like ribbon thing, which is a very different thing than improvisation. Um, and I was thinking to myself a couple times, like, this is cool, like this twin lead thing that they're doing and this kind of dogfight thing that's going on. But I was also wondering when somebody would kind of step back and maybe play rhythm guitar for a bit and then allow somebody to explore a theme and then maybe pick up on it. Because that did happen in All I Need in Portland, mm -hmm. but it, it didn't feel like it happened at all last night. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens going forward um, in terms of, you know, where their comfort zones become, because they're still mm -hmm. feeling each other out as musicians. And I think they are playing together a bunch. Ryan and I ran into Marta Getty um, before we recorded today, and she was saying, like, they have been playing together. Like um, a lot every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the more comfortable they get with each other as musicians, I think we might see more of that, like, actual improvisation right because there are just two categories there like yeah you know there's guitar solos and then there's you know making type completely like mm -hmm. type two jamming which yeah. I, I think there will be some and i'm psyched about it yeah i i definitely agree with you there neil um it also felt like there was a different in intention last night in the sit-in you know in portland it felt like you know like hey we're gonna bring trey on stage and we're we're gonna jam this out for 20 minutes you know making a statement here last night it felt like they were like okay we're just going to get up here and we're going to just, you know, shred and it's going to be awesome. And I think that kind of reflected the energy of the room last night, too. I think that's exactly what the right move was, um, given the energy of the room last night. Though I do hope, you know, tonight and over the rest of the tour, we do see more of that, you know, deeper improvisational side. I think based on the strength of that all I need and as they get more comfortable with each other, they're going to be some incredible jams as the tour goes on, you know depending on the song selection, whether they're going to repeat, like, are we going to see, you know, in a couple more shows, like in Moon, are they going to do All I Need again? Um, or are we going to see that no repeats through eight shows? So, I, you know, I'm excited to see that as well. It's also interesting to note, um, if I'm not mistaken, we're two shows in and they have played zero songs from Dripfield. Yes. Which, you know, have we gone two shows, you know, since maybe the spring without... Uh, seeing any songs from the album like probably not that's especially you know. like you know born and hunger site has been getting so much play recently and you know are, are we gonna are we gonna see that again or are, are they gonna come heavily into rotation or are we gonna see you know them focusing on other areas of the catalog so yeah ryan why are you asking us that's your job to know <laughs> <laughs> you tell us when the last time they what Ryan today told me that a specific version of Rockdale that I love fell out of his top sixty-four jams a couple uh, a couple months is it ago. In so yours too? It, it is in mine. Like oh, you're okay. out of your mind. Uh, I was hoping that I was hoping it was a joke, but I don't think it was. It's in the it lower real. echelon. Of Which one? The Cleveland? No, the the Nashville, Nashville Rockdale. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, they it's the, the perfect example of the song, in my opinion. So I'm with you, RJ. Um, we can gang up on Ryan on the internet. And by the way, by the way. You know, just to, to the point I made earlier about being about the songs, like my kids will sing fish songs, like especially the ones that Tom wrote that have like, you know, great hooks and whatnot. But they will walk around and say, going down to the Rockdale. Yeah, I'm going to lay we're going to lay it all down for you. They'll Listen. do that all the time. Do you want to sing Rockdale for them or not? How does it go? <laughs> sorry anyway sorry Wait, listen listen cool. cleveland rockdale is like very much at the top of my list 
Like it, it's it's very up there. So I just I'm, I'm sorry. Not, that was a diversion. I'm sorry. Not the biggest Nashville guy, but you know, the tangents are tangents are great. Tangents are what we do. <laughs> They've only played one song from Moon Cabin, so I think that's also a testament to the depth <laughs> of the catalog. Um, you know, like also that's a good. That's a good humble yeah. brag, Greg. Oh no! Who are yeah. like, they did this moon cabin. They did it. Wait, you know, you know yeah. do, you, do you happen to know the PR guy for this band? I like, love it. I think it's a great call. I think it's a great call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one, of, you, one of the I mean, uh, sit-ins I really want is a Jive Lee. Like Jive Two, Jive Lee. I think oh, yeah. really rip on. So, that, would, that, would so that makes me wonder. Like that makes me wonder. I mean, obviously they're pros and they can like get through any changes. It's not like they. But that kind of makes that thought makes me wonder. If like they do, kind of speak ahead of time about collaborations, because like Jive, uh, you know, the Jives aren't just simple, you know, one key types of songs. And obviously, Trey is a master, and like he was up there just like on the spot at Radio City for songs that weren't like the most simple songs. And obviously, he can get through anything. But I wonder if like, that just makes me wonder if they really do like if they were to decide to kind of collaborate on one of the Jives. It seemed, um, it seemed like night one pancakes. He was like figuring it out the whole yeah. way through. And, and, that, and, even, and even pancakes was a little bit more of like a repetitive. Straightforward. Um, yeah. But, so I wonder if they, they do kind of, they practice them and yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know why I made that comment. It's just, inter- I'm so curious that's really, about the process. It's a, it's a good point. And I do think, I mean, it seems like Trey is very focused on getting things right during the sit-ins mm-hmm. and during the goose sit-ins with, tab it just is like pure joy like everyone's just like smiling and having a good time and i feel like trey is more a little bit more like he was at radio city he like he wants to get it right and he wants to play the songs in the right way and he's staring at rick like trying to figure out what to do next and i feel like the tab it, it's interesting the sit-ins seem totally different to me the one is like let's be focused on the music and deep go deep and then the tab yeah. stuff is just like let's everyone have a blast and, and yeah. just be super happy i also think something that may play into that or not i don't know is uh, the fact that you know like a lot of like the band members are fish fans and so they already know a lot of these songs so well and like right peter's been practicing that page wolfman's part yeah. like forever exactly yeah. like the, and i handed it to liz and rick gets the yeah that that was great um, well, you know, talking about the tab set last night, I thought overall it was a much stronger set, at least energy and flow wise than uh, in Portland. You know, in Portland, it definitely felt like a bit of a dip, you know, them following Goose. But last night, um, you know, it felt like they came on, they they were swinging for the fences. You know, I really, you know, again, where I was sitting, I was really dialed in on Desron and, you know, his playing last night and the, the rhythm section is just so good. He's such an incredible bass player, you know, from that Cayman review opener immediately. Like I, I love that song. It was the first tab song I saw live at my first tab show, which was almost 10 years ago um, this January. Um, but I can't believe really that you were like, four, you were like four. That's crazy. <laughs> I had just turned 12. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, I turned 22 <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I know it's not a good joke. It wasn't a good joke. I'm sorry. It was good. It was, um, it was, good. It, it was, it was good. 12, not four, 30. you know? Ryan, what are you asking for for your birthday show? Uh, a Moby. I, I've been, ah, been thinking like for a, lo- a very long time. That is the that is the top of my list goose song that I would love to see live, and you know that that's all. 
It's yeah. a good thing the whole band is listening to this right now. So. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just grateful that I get to I see them on my birthday because, you know, Fish never plays in mid-November. Um, and last year, Goose was in Texas on my birthday. So I'm incredibly happy that... When's yeah. your birthday, Brian? So we all know. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Shit. All right. Yeah, so mine's Monday if anyone, you know, cares. Monday. So we got Tom. <laughs> Tom's birthday today. Yeah. We got Ryan oh, tomorrow. Joey Monday. Yeah, well, I didn't like, want to say it in front of your parents, Ryan, but we're Valentine's Day babies. That's what it is. There's a million mid-November <laughs> yeah. days. Nine months ago was Valentine's Day. Tom, Tom's Tom's wife's birthday is the same day, so they're both uh, 11, 12, and I yeah. think that's probably the case for them. Absolutely. Love is in the uh, air, like we're saying. Love, love is in the air. What, um, Greg? What What do you think is next in terms of the? The, the tray sit in and and do you think they're going to mix it up my wife was asking me that today when we were watching the stream from last night she's like is it going to mm-hmm. be just tray every night and i'm like i don't think so um but oh, what, I, what's your take i think they're going to mix it up um i mean they're definitely going to mix it up you know there, there it's was a like, tweet from jeff last night where he said he was very excited right. to play sax with james today so yep yep i mean it's so i, I think they're definitely going to mix it up it's this limited amount of time you know they're these songs are complicated there are a lot of changes and i think when they do mix it up they really want to do it the right way um and one thing i can say too is like i think that there's a lot of integrity and not showing up and having the tab horns and rick play any songs thus far that they played during the fill and friends run you know it's like because i feel like they did some awesome stuff together but like to kind of step away from that and really focus on this, I think the intentionality and learning material is there. And so um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything that's going to happen. I, I barely mean, know. I feel like we've heard any that. of these I, guys. I think we're, I think, but it would be, we'd be, we'd be kidding ourselves if we're not queuing up for a hot tea or an arrow with the horn section. I mean, like, right. Right. Seems kinda, like it. That's, yeah, exa- I, that's exactly what I was. Doing. I mean, cool I, yeah exactly and i I love that style that's like i love the the slowed you know t style that dripfield had um yeah there we go so i think there's going to be a couple there's got to be some horn tracks coming in i would love to see jeb on on stage with tab though let jeb it it seems like it's maybe going to happen i what what if what about trey and and rick just looking into each other's eyes playing slow ready do you think think he would have something to say or yeah, they're gonna play waste melt. together. Wait, wait, wait. Are they gonna play waste together? <laughs> if they do slow ready together, could happen. Does Trey get an auto tune pedal? He should. It's a modulator. Hard <laughs> I saw it's not answering the question, Greg. It's not Taboo's tour until Trey's on a, on the modulator. Until we get Trey on the modulator. <laughs> also, just in terms of Rick and Trey looking each other in the eyes, I someone mentioned that they haven't. Like, like, I guess this is irrelevant because it's just my opinion, but uh, I can, someone mentioned that they haven't played any uh, Dripfield songs yet. I can only imagine just like the collaboration being on like a ballad, like Born, and kind of like that Bliss Jam song, something like that, or like I could just, yeah. I guess that's I, it. But I, I, think just, I would love just like a ballad. I'm a sucker for soft songs. So when the, 726? 
Yeah. Ooh. Somebody said that last night. Yeah. But when they whipped out the acoustic guitars, RJ, I was thinking about the live podcast they did with you where they covered a couple of fish songs and that bird's of a feather. So, yeah. Uh, like a fast acoustic oh, yeah. would be. Uh, I mean, Brian sick. and Robert. Brian, Brian and Robert. Robert, 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 Robert yeah. Yeah. Oh, great vocal harmonies. harmonies. Great vocal um, harmonies. So, what, what, what do about we fly like... Prey out to Colorado in December for the Arevalo tour? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> What do you mean we? <laughs> we as in the community collectively? No, know. no, I'm yeah. I just that would, um yeah, Rebelo with with Trey would be incredible. But I think like I want to hear also just some like gross delay pedals, just tiptoe into kind of like you know biscuits territory. Like let's get a little creatures or an into the mist and just get out there uh, yeah. and see what happens. You're saying one of the fat one of those songs with Trey, kind well, of the, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tray. Everyone talks about Delay that. Right? Tray. Yeah. I mean, Trey was having fun with the the pedal. Like he's getting more comfortable with just going in with the effects, right? So, yeah. it it's it's going to be great. Um, on a fish on a fish note, real quick, I just want to say I, I think I've officially um, come around to the fact that I think Steam is a better song with Tab than it is with Fish because mm-hmm. of the because of the vocal harmonies with the with Jen and Nat. I mean. It's so awesome when they have the like the backing, and of course with fish, it's like paid, you know, whatever. It's all good, but like, it's a great tab song, um, yeah. with horns and 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 the female back, backing vocals. Yeah, they make it a little scarier. It, it has that like ghostly feel of like the woo woo. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to sing the backups, but yeah. Also, speaking of their vocals, it'd be cool to hear Jen Hartswick sing a goose song. I mean, yeah. as long as we're just throwing out wishes, why not? Just or get like, the harms. Just yeah, get yeah. those harms. Yeah. What, what song are you looking for, Joey? I was honestly hoping for like an Arcadia. I was thinking back, we were talking about it, the Pizza in the Park Arcadia from 2019, I think it's June 15th, where there was a trumpet and like Rick mm-hmm. trading solos. As long as there's a trumpet out there to solo, might as well throw Jen a line. You know, maybe get Natalie out there, do another line, whatever. But yeah, I don't know any of the songs. I mean, in your eyes or or slow ready like they did yeah. the Greek with Lucius. Yeah. How about Mike Kenada with Natalie singing in Portuguese? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Natalie. There we yeah, go. I want to call Natalie. Oh, yeah. an ideas guy here. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a 1977 at some point. I can't believe I I know they're all watching both bands, the whole band. They're they're crowded <laughs> around one laptop. They're going, right. how did like, we not think of this? Phone. I'm, I'm, looking, phone. Yeah, I'm the looking phone. at the schedule right now and I can guarantee you they're exactly. talking about this all the time. We know they were watching last night because I said I'd really like to see a wisteria with Trey. Uh, and we got oh, our yeah. the pod gets results. And I also said there would be a ghost, and there was a ghost. So I mean, I mean clearly, that's, that's why we started this. Yeah, they're, they're into it. Yeah, yeah. chances. <laughs> a long con for requests, you know. <laughs> that's nice work, everyone. Hoping for a five eight seventy seven. I think that's a pretty good. <laughs> a good prediction. <laughs> um. Okay. So Ryan, what what is the um? So okay. First of all, the strange design that we talked about that it was so beautiful what a what a like beautiful little yeah kind of place there but i think the wolfman's llama first tube from the first night was a better set of of goose it playing is, with yeah. tab um mm-hmm. i don't know what you guys think but what what was your take on that whole like just the the segment that was a sit-in they they you know it, it felt like the goose sit-in with tab was a little bit underutilized last night like you know as, as we mentioned earlier like the tab sit-in 
is more of just like a, we're going to get out there and we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and you know, that definitely happened last night. Like the blaze on was so fun with like everybody on percussion and then Ciro taking it into that, you know, drum, you know, stomping outro thing as they walked off stage, which was so cool. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, again, similar with Trey going in on Wisteria and Arcadia and not, you know, taking it into crazy type two territory, like they did with all I need in Portland. I think back on the trans steam, you know, and blaze on, they were just focusing on having a good time with each other. And, and they did. And that, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, you know, we, again, we focus a lot on, on improv and jamming being the measure of what makes a show amazing. But this was also just, again, it's such a joy to see them having such a great time on stage. And so if they want to go out there and do that, like do it, it's still seeing, you know, people from some of my favorite bands playing together. Like, and you got to remember, night one was also like a big surprise, too. So the energy was like, oh, my God, they're coming out. What are they going to do? So like that, in a way, added a level to how excited we were night one. But I do agree that night one, like that slow llama was so good. Like the sit-in just killed. But that strange design with that one line of can I bring a few companions with me on this? The whole place went nuts. I don't know if it came through on a stream on the stream. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's oh, such a nice moment. Also, yeah. Trey saying that when uh, they were backstage and he mentioned and like he asked uh, Rick how old he was and Rick was yeah. like, that was four. Yeah, it was four. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with the collaborate, you, you were one, I was like a month old. Yeah. Um, but I also think with the, like the collaborations, I think uh, Goose coming out like the first night, like I think it's, again, it plays into kind of like their goals, like Goose coming out with a bass player and a percussionist and you know do, kind of double instruments is it, of course a lot harder to kind of yeah. i guess figure out as opposed to like if it was just rick um and just peter on like you know on wolfman's or um but yeah just things i've been thinking about like it just, you know also finding a place for trevor both nights was you know yeah. double bass first too was pretty sweet they gave him the shaker so at least at least so far <laughs> trey sitting in with goose has been i think a lot in terms of planning and, and instruments has been a lot um, like easier in a sense than like having yeah. multiple band but way more coming out. But way more out there in terms of improv. Like it's created this yeah. really cool, but but like, yeah, less. It's just like he learns three chords and then he jumps in and it turns into a 20 minute jam, which is amazing. Uh, yeah. Someone, one of my friends who's not a not familiar with Goose texted me last night and was like, I think the bass player would be happier just being backstage than like shaking that shaker. Somebody, <laughs> I think it's like, somebody drew the he... comparison to that, uh, like the Bob Dylan from uh, We Are the World or whatever it is. <laughs> you know? I think Trevor looked happier. <laughs> uh, maybe. Right. Well, it's just, he just, you know, he doesn't have a lot of expressions uh, on stage. He does a lot of expressions in general, though, in my, in my experience. He's a great dude. Um, I got to say, and, and Greg, maybe you have some thoughts on this, but I was during the Wisteria jam, I was just sort of um, observing like how much Peter has excelled at playing the keys over the past oh, yeah. few years. Like mm -hmm. the fills he, and Ryan, you know this stuff better than I do, but like just the fills he's playing and the, it was like really impressive. He looked like a lifelong keys player. Keys player. Um, I mean, yeah, that and you know, SOS too, you know? Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, um, I always say that like moving out is my barometer for Peter's growth, <laughs> um, you know, which I think also would be a super cool cover. But yeah, um, the level of comfort he has on stage 
playing at this level with these musicians on keys is absolutely incredible. Um, and, you know, I think part of this, there's so much confidence that it takes to, you know, like you can get to a certain level with an instrument. I have a lot of dusty instruments in this room. There's even keys. Um, and I do my best Peter all the time, but I like would, there's so much confidence that you need to be able to just step out and do it. Um, and I remember when he sat in with cheese at Red Rocks, he played je jellyfish and this was pretty early on in his keys journey. And I was like, Oh, it's like, is he ready for this? And he just rose to the occasion. Um, and I think one thing about Peter is like, I don't know very many people who feed off the energy of the crowd. Like he does, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. awesome. Um, like he, you know, he'll have that mirror in front of him mm -hmm. for a reason. And it's just so mm -hmm. like, while he's doing this thing, he can see how people are reacting. And that's, it's a beautiful thing. I like to play music without anyone around. That makes me <laughs> my best. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, also, what are you... um, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Tamar. No, I'm so sorry. I was just going to say kind of like off just in terms of like, obviously I'm still relatively, a, you know, a, a young Goose fan comparatively. So I can't speak as much to the growth. I mean, there's been growth since I've, you know, been a fan, but in terms of just confidence, I remember I had a, um, a lesson. I was lucky enough to have a lesson with Peter once uh, during like quarantine when they were doing those. And um, it was more kind of, it was less musical. I mean, I guess like technical, it was more kind of just mindset. And um, I was talking to him about kind of just, you know, his thought process going into, um, going into like just situations. And if his attitude kind of helps him play well, or does he need to kind of, start playing well first in order to kind of, and uh, he, he just said something like, I was kind of also, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, that was a little scary. Um, lost my train of thought. You were talking about how either he has to start oh, playing yeah, well sorry. or it's the energy. So, yeah, thank you. I mean, a lot of it I think is natural for him, but he said one thing that just stuck with me and I use it in life in like all situations. and. I think it really speaks to like kind of his attitude. He said, I honestly don't even know what, I think the context was like, um, I don't know, just like showing up in a, in a musical, you know, situ a jam situation where there's any pressure. And he said at one point, um, when I show up, I am, um, of course, now that I'm like speaking, he goes, I'm unapod unapologetically me. That's what he said. He said, wherever I go, when I show up, I'm unapologetically me. And, uh, and just kind of how that attitude, like, he's just going to play. And, um, you know, I just, this? this is Peter. We yeah, had like a, okay, a lesson yeah. and, he, and I've been using that just in life. And it was just like to kind of, and he says he really does that. And I just, since I've heard him say that and hearing people like Greg and like all of you who like know him obviously better and can speak more to his kind of like progression, like technically it's cool to kind of just hear him talk about how he thinks about it and, it just really, I don't know, like just, I am. You don't dance like that during slow ready. Yeah, like I am unapologetic. No like, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do me and whatever happens, happens. But like, I'm me and that's that. And like, you know, it was just a yeah. cool thing to kind of, and then hearing all of your perspectives. Is just, it's thank you. Tamara, thank you for being uh, like an, an unannounced, very special guest today. Yeah, really Thanks amazing. for letting me. Yeah. I'm like, am I talking too much? Like, no, we, we got it. We got to get you back on again. Cool. That, was, this is that was amazing. Thank you for sharing uh, your perspective. Also, just in case anybody who's watching, who's watching still hasn't uh, seen the news, tonight's show will be starting at 7.15, not 7.45, um, as per an announcement on Goose's social media 
um, about an hour and a bit ago. You skeptical, um, Greg? I say so. You're gonna listen to them about the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, yeah, that that sounds that sounds that looks to be correct. Yeah, I, I feel like it's supposed to be like as, as they changed it to seven, but realistically, it's it's, it's, it's to lower it's like your seven thirty, but seven forty-five. I think it's. I think if I recall correctly, it's always um, Mohegan has like you know rigid, more rigid protocol. I think than anywhere. Um, gotta get out there and gamble. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. They need to get you telling me we were sitting at a table at the beginning of this, and then we had to drop out some guys. Some guys like, yeah, we need to, this table. We need to take this table. It's like, all right, we set up, went over somewhere else, and now the table's just sitting there empty again. So I don't know. Should have given you the great beyond banner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, so Mohegan Sun, special place in Connecticut, mm-hmm. like kind of, and I, I'm the same age as all the guys and the casino opened probably when we were all in elementary school. So Mohegan and Foxwoods had these like crazy marketing campaigns, which I realized were really appealing to children um, because I like saw these and I was like, man, I can't wait to, you know, go to Mohegan sun. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so like, I have seen so many different concerts there. Um, and you know, there's like the really well-known venues, the Meadows, um, formerly like the New Haven um, Civic Center, um, New Haven Coliseum, Harvard Civic Center. And, you know, Mohegan just kind of has emerged and, and had really, really good music over time and almost become, uh, like I'd say, a pretty legendary place in Connecticut. Um, and it's it's super cool that they're going to be able to take this stage again um, this time with Trey. Uh, but it's a pretty it's a pretty incredible thing. If you're like bouncing around pre-show, ask any Connecticut natives if they can like remember the Mohegan commercials or sing the song from Foxwoods. Like you'll get a lot of answers. Do you want to sing for it? <laughs> yeah, you uh, got it. I'm not even gonna try that. So that <laughs> oh, well. no I'll yeah, okay. I'll um maybe I'll do it for socials later. I'll read I want to hear it right now. Come on, Greg. All right. Pop the cork, make it happen. Spin the wheel, fingers snapping. That's it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Uh, there's a lot more. Life is good. Yeah. Life is good. Life is sweet. Grab yourself a rosy. Yeah. There's more. I love it. There's more. Yep. So uh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'll sit in today. I'll do that. You're, so so you're telling me we're gonna have a Greg Knight freestyle on the Mohegan Sun jingle tonight? That's I'm that's gonna happening. sing the cheesy jingle. <laughs> there will be no rapping. I did see Jay here, uh, so Jay yeah. Blakesburg. So yeah. I don't know. It, it does sound like something special is gonna happen, Greg. I don't know. Amazing. Earlier start time. You never know. So never know. We'll, Fifteen we'll minutes of rapping. We'll epic. Epic. I mean, epic venue. You guys are all go. Daniel, you're not going. Greg, are you going? You're in your hot. You're at home. I'm not going. I'm not going. So I'm not going. I have to rest up. I have to rest up for your birthday party. I gotta blow up all the balloons. Yeah, good point. Are you gonna be in Glass Falls tomorrow? I think I am. Yeah, I think so. Greg, do you remember? Do you remember at uh at the Westville Bowl when we were blowing up balloons backstage during the show? Which is not a euphemism, Jam World listeners. No, we were actually blowing up. Like suddenly during set break, I'm like, I'm, I'm in charge of blowing up balloons, and I'm like, great. I almost mean, passed I'll... out. Yeah, yeah that was. Um, and then they found that like kind of inflator thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing to have. 
Anyway, so that's um, why I'm that's why I'm home because I'm I have a room full of balloons for Ryan tomorrow. Thank you, I appreciate it. (laughs) Ryan, what else do we need to cover? I I think you know we we've covered everything we need to about last night and then some. I you know some really solid tangents on today's episode, and I hope I hope as the tour goes on, our our collective you know. I feel like we're all kind of very ADHD type podcasters where we just kind of go wherever. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I to, take offense you know, to that. But it's type two. I consider myself type very two. Type two podcasting. Thank you, right. Greg. I, I think yeah. you, I think you coined that when you were on We Moved Through Stormy Weather. But been <laughs> going type two the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know by by the time we we we're recapping Reading, it's going to be like a two and a half hour episode where we're talking Let's about. Do it. Like, Let's do it. I can't great. wait. It's, I can't wait pleasure. to see these. Can we just see these shows? But as Ryan, someone who usually is listening to all of you speak, I will say you guys always make it back. Thank you. You do. You always make it back. We, we so. always find the song again. <laughs> you got to finish yes. the song, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it, it's a pleasure as always uh, podcasting with you lovely people. Uh, excited to do it again tomorrow. Um, and then the day after that. And then, you know, six more times over the next week and a half, which is very exciting. Um, Unbelievable. So, you it's know, going nice and fast. Those of you watching who are there tonight, uh, if you see Neil, myself, Tamara, Joey, say hi. Um, if you are at home, uh, like Greg or uh, Bruce, too. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, you know, <laughs> Bruce needs his time to recuperate for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you guys are at home, uh, you know, enjoy the webcast. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. One quick thing, too. Sorry, Ryan, yeah. that was a perfect outro. That was great. Yeah. But <laughs> you, gotta, you know, Conscious Alliance is on tour. Yes. This whole tour. Um, doing art that feeds. So if you donate 20 non perishable food items or make a suggested cash donation, mm-hmm. which fluctuates by person, I guess. No, uh, like you get a limited edition tour poster. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're generally outside the main entrance of every venue. I'm not exactly sure where that is. Um, at Mohegan, maybe that was the table they that they are. needed. Joey, they um, we, we had we had someone ask us if we were conscious alliance. We have to say no. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Okay, so find Joey and give him uh, all your all your uh, non perishables. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, providing meals for families in need. We're going into the holiday season. Very, very important thing. Another thing. Um, Joey doesn't have Instagram. We need more content for our Instagram. So we're running a contest. Prizes involved to get the best picture of Joey on the rail today. Oh, <laughs> is, is someone like Jay Blakesburg eligible? Um, I can yeah, let him know. Yeah, to, yeah. If it, yeah, I was just about to say, if it's as good as the elephant fruit video, you took, right? It's an amateur <laughs> photographer contest. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> okay. Jay, yeah. We'll see if Jay will be a judge. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in charge of the prizes, Greg? Is it, is it Joey or is it you? Not I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Send me a All self-addressed right, stamped awesome. envelope, and perhaps, yeah, guys, um, it's gonna be a stick of dumb. After tonight, we're gonna be thirty-seven point five percent of the way through this tour, That's which it feels like we're we're almost at the halfway point, and. Um, I just I hope you guys all have a blast. Those of you who are going, I, I mean, I know you will. It's not really gonna be hard, but. Um, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Really oh, amazing. and I totally forgot to Megan, uh, who unfortunately couldn't join us today, will be at the show tonight. So if you see her, say hi. And I think she'll be with us tomorrow to recap. 
if you if, if you can find her, she's one of the top five people to see a uh, show with uh, that I've found in my forty years of show going or so. So just you know, look out for her. Find Megan. All right, nice. All right, well, everybody, enjoy the show tonight. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. All right, Happy early birthday, Ryan.